Well, hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Brand Builder Show. Uh, it's a privilege and an honor to have my good friend and business partner on the show today, Claire. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. No, it's my pleasure. We're going to dig into a topic that we've grown to love over the last sort of six months or so, and that is the topic of search engine optimization. Uh, we have really started to try and build out a lot more of this in, in our business because we just see it as something that really does compound over time. You know, you can launch products, you can run marketing campaigns, but so often what we do in e-commerce, it's sort of here today, gone tomorrow. Uh, if the campaign fizzles out, you need to start it all up again, whereas SEO is just something that just builds layer upon layer and so um yeah we're excited about what the the next kind of months and years hold for this uh, approach in our business but what we're going to do today is we're going to sort of break it down and uh claire is a genius in her own right and i have been somewhat involved in it as well uh just you know on that <laughs> learning journey and uh and so i thought today it'd be good for us just to have a bit of a conversation um, so, uh, that's how I managed to persuade Claire to come on the show is if I promised to um, have a, <laughs> uh, contribute as well. So it's, it's not just going to be Q and A as such, but we're going to have a good chat about it. And, um, and the, the plan, uh, Claire, right, is to, we're going to go through sort of from beginning to end, yeah. uh, talk about the entire process that we've been going on. And, you know, as we said before, we start to record, we're definitely not experts in the subject matter, still very much in the learning phase, but we do want to share with people, you know, what we're doing a along the journey. Um, but just before we do dive into it, Claire, just give us a bit of a, you know, background onto some of the things that we have been doing while we've, uh, why we've been doing it. Just, yeah, your, your kind of intro thoughts on SEO and, and why hopefully you're enjoying it. Yeah, I think the, the important thing is we, we always went into this with um, the right mindset. I think that's really important because SEO is just this, this huge, it's this beast that you think, you know, how do I tackle this as a business owner? I know this is important. I don't even know where to get started. And probably there are people uh, watching or listening and, and who can relate to that. And that's definitely something that me, this, I mean, you obviously have a background in business. This is, this is something that is newer for me uh, in the last couple of years that I can, I can definitely relate to that feeling. And so um, I think that's something that's been really key is just to go into this thinking, this is a long game. You know, like you were saying, um, you might start to see a little bit of, um, you know, uh, some, some metrics moving in the right direction. In the short term, you might have to wait quite a long time before you start to see anything particularly exciting, you know, six months, a year. Within a few years, even, you might, you might be looking back and thinking, okay, I can really see how this work that I put in two years ago is paying off now. Um, but it's one of those things that, you know, unlike um, paid ads, for example, you can't necessarily show or prove on paper how um, a lot of the work that you're doing is, is directly equating to, you know, dollars made or pounds made or whatever. Um, but you can see um, enough in positive trends, you know, engagement on social media, traffic to your site, building your email list, all of these, these things that we know are important uh, for our businesses. Um, you can see enough of that in the short term, I think, to keep you excited about it. And that's that's what's happened, really, that I found creating content, um, being able to see, OK, I created that two months ago and I can see that's one of our, you know, one of our, our top pages now. Mm -hmm. It's something I wrote back just a couple of months ago, um, you know, super easy to write really straightforward using the strategy that we're going to talk about today and I and I can't show you you know this is how many pounds we've made off it um but I can show you this these are all the metrics that are moving in the right direction um so so that's the thing really I think just just go into it with the right mindset 
um, and and you will if you do the right things um, it will pay off yeah definitely yeah and we'll talk through a bit of our process um because as you say you know it's not affected the the bottom line really much at all yet but it's really starting to gain traction in terms of traffic which eyeballs are everything obviously in e-commerce and uh, you know a couple of weeks ago we had a record traffic day of 100 visits in a day and over you know half i think even 70 80 percent some days of our traffic is coming from google search you know it's people searching for things that are related to our niche and are coming to our website looking at that stuff so um you know there's some real good progress happening there and uh you know in time that will really translate into into pounds and dollars for reasons which like i say we'll get into our strategy and why we're taking the approach we are uh, but to start with it, let's sort of set some foundations in, in terms of SEO, search engine optimization. A lot of people listening will be Amazon sellers. They get a lot of their revenue coming in through Amazon. Why, you know, they may be asking, why even bother, uh, you know, with SEO? What What is even the point of SEO? And what has our bit, uh, mindset been as, you know, primarily our revenue is coming from Amazon, but we're still putting this time into SEO. Why are we doing that? Well, again, I think it comes down to the long game. You know, what do you want to do? Do you want to try and um, make as much money as quick as possible in the short term? And um, or, or do you want to build something that's that's really going to last? And I know, you, you know, your whole thing, Ben, and something that we share is is wanting to build a brand that that is for the future, that lasts, yeah. that has that has value, that isn't just based on a one revenue source, um, you know, that that um, that can stand on its own two feet. And, you know, if it's if if there are people listening or watching and they're interested in maybe I'd love to start a business, grow it and, you know, scale it and then sell it, um, then these are the kinds of things you need to be considering. What's going to add value to your brand that is going to separate you from um, all of the other, you know, your competitors that are just selling on Amazon or, or you're just selling on uh, whatever, the, you know, whatever marketplace it is. Um, so so I think that that's been a big part of it for us is knowing, OK, we we know this isn't going to make us a ton of money in the short term, but this is going to pay off to, to strengthen our brand um, across the board to increase our, our sources of um, revenue um, so that we're not reliant on, on one thing and that we, we are a more rounded and more interesting um, brand. If, you know, if we want to go on to sell whatever we want to do, we've, we've got those options available mm-hmm. to us to do that. Yeah. Yeah, defo. And I think that, you know, SEO for me, the more I've looked at it is just such a huge opportunity in e-commerce. And that might seem a bit sort of uh, outdated information because SEO has been around for a long time. Mm-hmm. I think people just either don't understand it or can't be bothered or don't have the patience to wait because, you, you know, we have come out of an era in e-commerce where you could turn on Facebook ads and get sales the same day. There's yeah. such a quick uh, feedback time, feedback loop that uh, that isn't there for SEO. So there's lots of people that ignore it. You know, I did a, an interview recently on the Privy podcast talking about our kind of thoughts with SEO and what we're up to. And when uh, that was kind of uh, publicized, I had some people sort of message, you know, based on that saying, you know, like, oh, I'm doing like X million in revenue, but I've never even bothered with search engine optimization. I'm just like, that just proves the point. There is so much opportunity here because the I yeah. look at, I've, I've got this like um, plugin now that comes in at the top of my uh, Chrome. And when I go on any website, it shows me the kind of the SEO vital metrics for that and pretty much every e-commerce brand i go on to is is so weak on seo mm-hmm. uh, it just means there's so much opportunity out there 
Yeah, absolutely. I, I think that you're looking at it the wrong way around if you're thinking, OK, well, I've got away with it so far. OK, you've got away with it. What could you be doing if you're actually start to starting to maximize this opportunity? And I yeah. think as well, it's it's, um, you know, for smaller businesses, if, if you're running a lot of this yourself from from your own home and maybe you don't you, you can't outsource very much, you might feel like I just don't have time for this. Mm. Um, it's too big of, of something to start. I think people feel like if I'm going to start doing stuff on my website, um, it's a massive job, a huge commitment. I don't want to waste my time. Um, but hopefully what we're going to share today um, is going to show people that actually there are there are simple things you can do that that work uh, are really doable. You don't have to be um you know, an amazing writer, you don't have to be some kind of tech guru, um, but this, and you don't have to put in hours and hours and hours or spend loads of money on it either. Um, but these are things that really can pay off, even if you are just starting out and, you know, your website's getting basically no hits. Yeah, definitely. Now, well, let's move on to some practicals then. Um, like you say, let's talk about how uh, people can get started with this uh, at a very beginner user-friendly way to mm-hmm. bring us right back to the beginning then for anybody that's listening wondering well what exactly is uh, seo search engine optimization could you um talk to us about uh, could you give us a sentence that really kind of describes <laughs> your understanding of, of search what we're tr- what we're trying to achieve when we talk about seo what we're trying to achieve here yeah it, i think you said it earlier it's it's eyeballs it's people mm. seeing what you have to offer it's people yeah. finding out about you um you know, I think when we put so much effort into what we do, we can kind of just assume that people are going to somehow know or care um, and find out about us. And that's just not the case. We have to play the game. Um, and so we have to show, you know, search engines, um, Google. I'm going to I'm probably going to say Google a lot, um, but let's just say I'm, I mean, whichever search engine you, you're, is in question. Um, but you have to show Google that you are important that you provide value, that you're something that is worth showing people. And so search, so SEO is all about um, using the right strategies to show that in order that you can then have eyeballs on what you are doing um, and have the opportunity to present what you have to offer. Yeah, because Google's uh, business model, you know, there are other search engines out there, but let's face it, Google is 95% plus of, of any website's traffic. Right. Um, they, their business model is predicated on having, uh, you know, good search results. That's, that's everything. They want people to keep coming back and finding answers when they come to Google. And so they are continually updating their algorithm and looking for new content that better answers and, and serves that, that user intent. So if someone comes and searches for something, Google want them to find their answer, uh, and not have to go away to another search engine to find that answer because the more eyeballs they have on google the more ad units they can sell the more revenue they can make their business right so that's that's why good content is going to win and that's why for us when we talk about the the keys to solid seo what we're trying to build the foundations on really is two things it's content and it's links Mm -hmm. you know content in the form of pages information is what uh, google is going to position in the search results and then links or or backlinks they might be um, known out you might hear them referred to as backlinks are when another website links back to a piece of your content and it actually gives google a sign it shows google that you should be taking seriously because if someone else is referencing your content it starts to grow its authority and mm-hmm. that is when your your content can really grow in uh, in search results and so yeah for us claire that's what we've been doing hey is, is mainly focusing on the first one is content and it doesn't need to be crazy you know you've been doing maybe one article a week for the last few months yeah 
Yeah, roughly. Um, uh, and so nothing too crazy, but it's actually the strategy which we'll get into in terms of research in a moment that really has helped pick up our, mm-hmm. our traffic and start to see real momentum. Uh, and, and then links, like that's quite a, a bit more of an advanced topic and it's definitely something we can talk about in the future. Um, we are preparing a lot more content inside Brandbird University for the topic of SEO and also got a checklist that we're going to be producing, which will be, uh, I'm hoping, available by the time this episode airs. And, um, and so we'll have that out to you. But really is just... Uh, that the link side of it is a bit more of an advanced topic, but essentially is producing content that's worthy of another website, finding it in search mm-hmm. results and linking back to you when they're writing a piece themselves. So um, in terms of how we're taking that, that uh, understanding that it's, you know, good content that's going to win the game. What's the approach we're taking uh, in terms of building out good content for our website? So I think that it's really about finding out what people are actually interested in. And you can get very easily demotivated when you see that nobody's uh, finding and reading what you have to say. Um, If you don't take the time to find out what people actually want to know um, and and don't just assume that either. And and not just that, but what do they have? What do they want to know that you can actually tell them because you've got some chance of of getting, um, you know, ranking highly enough for people to see what the, the information is that you have to share. And so we've tried to really provide informational content um, and try to niche down quite a lot as well, because um, it. You, obviously the more niche something is um in general the less competition you're going to have and the easier it's going to be for you to rank but it's also going to be easier for you to create content around that because you've got um such clear parameters of what to include you'll be able to clearly see what your competitors you know other pages that you'll be competing against are sharing the quality of the content they're putting out and it'll be easier for you to see from that research how you can um compete with that than if it's very general topics that could, could that could be interpreted in a number of ways um, so you know we're doing how to um, how can I do this and even I love you know questions can I do this you yeah. could write a whole 1500 or two up 2000 words on the answer to a question like um, I don't know let's say makeup brushes can I use dish soap to clean my makeup brushes um, you could do a whole ton of content around that. And that is going to, obviously, the, the more niche it is as well, that's going to show Google that you are, are a site with authority in that particular area, uh, rather than trying to be a kind of one size fits all catch all and include a ton of different stuff that that's going to be difficult for you to show that you have authority about. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And for in terms of our approach, because obviously e-commerce ranking product pages, money pages, as they can be called on Google is difficult because obviously that is higher competition. There's a direct, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, benefit for ranking those kind of pages and those kind of keywords, those buying intent keywords. And so we haven't really targeted any of those to begin with. We've really focused on that informational content. Someone's going to be searching if they are, uh, you know, they're related to our products, not necessarily about our products all the time but we are starting to you know um, sprinkle some more how to's or guides for our products in there as well I don't know, probably on a three to one ish mm-hmm. ratio, you know, informational yeah. to product based, because what we're doing right now is going after the traffic. And that is what yeah. I would suggest to any new, uh, you know, brand owner that wants to take SEO seriously is go after the informational stuff first, because that's going to help build traffic uh, in time. It's going to attract links to our website. It's going to grow the authority of our website. And as the authority grows, so does our, uh, the possibility of us ranking for uh, higher competition keywords like, you know, product related by- yeah. 
buying yeah. related keywords. So then we can, um, you know, start to rank for some of those pages a little bit more. So that's kind of been our approach, which is why we're not stressed about the fact that it's, you know, not grown our revenue by a hundred X overnight, right? It's about the, right. the long play building this solid foundation now. And, uh, you know, you mentioned it about in terms of finding content that people are actually interested in. I think this for us was one of the biggest game changers. I have been, you know, dabbling in different formats with e-commerce since around 2015, 2016. And I have never taken SEO seriously. I've never taken blogging seriously. I've always considered blogging as a waste of time because like who actually cares about what you're doing in your business? Because that's, I think, what most business owners think a blog Mm -hmm. is, is to update your audience on uh, the, the progress of your business. But the reality is you know let's be honest and unless you are a massive massive brand nobody really cares uh you know what you're doing in the business or we just did this work trip or we're creating Mm -hmm. this product in the future like there's a a place for that maybe to some degree but uh, what most people do is they just post updates they just put content up that they haven't even researched but what changed the game for us was actually taking time taking keyword research topic research seriously and finding these questions that people were actually asking where the answers weren't as good or weren't even there perhaps on google which presented us uh, with opportunities yeah, uh, Claire, you, talk to us about your kind of because you've done uh, you know all of the keyword research for the uh, for the stuff on, on our on our toy site, and you have looked at that and analyzed that and found some amazing opportunities. Like one post gets us 20, 30 hits a day. It's crazy, right? Just uh, and we would never have known that if we hadn't taken time to do this keyword research. So, talk to us a little bit about your process with with topical research. Yeah, yeah. So so um just before I, I go into that, I would just mm. wanted to say as well that you know you can do product specific um content where you can provide value uh, without it having to be a sales pitch. And so um you know you can I would just say that when you were saying that we've been doing maybe three to one um of kind of general stuff that we think our demographic, our target market are interested in. And then, the, and then you know, a one would be product specific. That is still, we're still going through the same keyword research process for the yeah. product specific um, content as well. We're finding out what do people want to know when it comes to that product. And let's say you find out, if I just use makeup brushes as an example mm-hmm. again, let's say you find out that um, the best makeup brushes is um, a keyword that you could maybe rank for. Okay, in reality, that's probably super high competition, but let's just say it's low competition or you find it phrased in a way that's low competition. You think, okay, this is low keyword difficulty. I could do something with this. And you sell makeup brushes. You could go down the route of doing a whole sales pitch about why yours is one of the best makeup brushes um, and it's got all these features. Or you could say, no, I'm actually going to provide some value and I'm going to be honest and say, look, we sell this. Look, you know, here's where you can buy it. Here's some internal links. Here's, you know, we're obviously going to make sure that everything we talk about in this blog post, our um, makeup brushes actually tick those boxes. But we're going to create this really useful guide, the ultimate guide on how to make sure that you buy the best makeup brush for you. And we're going to use all these keywords. We're going to target it and we're going to hit it really, really well. You're going to be providing something of value. People aren't going to be going in and realizing that you're trying to sell to them um, straight away, get annoyed and then get straight back at your site, which is going to give you awful bounce rates. Um, You are going to be giving them something of value where they'll say, "Okay, I know they sell this. I get how these things work. Um, And I know they're hoping that maybe I'll buy theirs. But the information they're giving me is actually really helpful and and in 
supporting me in making an informed decision as a as a consumer so i would just say even when you are doing product specific or if you really want to focus on product specific content make sure that you are providing genuine value and that you don't go down the route of just making a sales pitch because that's what your product page is for you know you have other places to do that on your site um but but it's it's i think it's verging on shady to try and really try and rank for a keyword that you know people are looking for guidance and just to try and sell it them instead um so so that's kind of our approach with the product stuff as well definitely yeah for sure i I didn't uh tell you the other you'd said the word shady there reminded me i didn't tell you that i actually was i can't remember what i was searching for something technical the other day in google and i clicked on one of the first results as you do and the content on the page was in no way relevant to what i searched or the title of the article and i i can't remember why i was um I think I did a search, a, you know, command F search on the webpage to find that keyword. Cause I'm like, it must be way down the page. I can't find mm-hmm. it. I did search and it was there like 10 times on the page, but in white on a white. No. background. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm amazed that that's how wow. I thought all that stuff was like, you know, being picked up on now. Same. I can't believe that. It was, I mean, That's I think crazy. it must have just been such a niche search, uh, you know, low competition that is just serving up the best thing it could find. And there was really nothing for it. And it just, mm-hmm. just showed that it was, um, yeah, I thought it was absolutely wild, but. Well, someone no, needs good. to get on that keyword because that yeah, is a yeah, massive opportunity. Yeah. If that's the, Definitely. yeah, yeah. It's good. Yeah, so no, it's good clarity. yeah. Sorry, go on. Yeah. I was just saying good clarity <laughs> on, um, on that topic, but, uh, but yeah, in terms of that research, uh, what's, what's your process? Yeah, so, um, I mean, this is something that we've kind of honed together, but the initial research, uh, starting out with content ideas, you have the option to use a paid tool. Um, that's what we do. Personally, we find that well worth it. Um, and it's it's really paying off um, in terms of, you know, the as we say, the, the results that we're seeing uh, with traffic. Um, but if that's not something that you can do, you don't have that option, there are free tools available. You can get some information from. I know that Google's Keyword Planner can be helpful. Um, you can just do research straight on Google, which is going to be a little bit more of a rabbit hole. You're going to have to spend a little bit longer to really find out, you know, through auto suggest and looking at the different options, what kinds of keywords are coming up. Um, so if you can, um, if you can use a paid tool or even do a free couple of free trials and, and just um, see if it's worth it for you, then I would definitely suggest that, um, especially if you don't have a lot of time. Um, but, but if you don't have that option, there are plenty of other options that, you, that are free as well. So you want to initially do your research and just try to go into it quite open. But also always bearing in mind, what is your target market? Um, you know, you want this to actually be content that people who would buy your product would be interested in, even if it's not product specific. Um, and so have a think about that. It might help you to do some kind of like a word map or something to, to help you to, to think about what they would care about. Um, and then just start to, to look into um, your competitors' sites. So um, try to find out what, what pages they are ranking for. You'll be able to find that really easily um, in any kind of paid tool. Um, but I'm sure there are ways, maybe you know, actually, um, ways of finding that um, for free as well. But you should be able to find out, you know, what what pages they're ranking for and what those keywords are that they're ranking for. So that will start to give you an idea. Okay, these are similar brands to me or this is who I aspire to be like. And actually, um, they've produced this content, but 
I think I could create something that that would also target that and I can see that um, it's quite low difficulty because if I look at um, the results that are coming up um, then I can see that that the quality is not that great across the board um, so you can start to try and find some keywords I would say something to always do um, if you have paid tools you can find out um, a keyword difficulty score that will be assigned usually based on the number of backlinks that it's assumed you would need in order to rank on page one for that um, particular keyword um, but it, whether or not you have that option um, you can still I would really strongly recommend that you still do do the extra step of making sure that you search for that exact keyword phrase in Google and find out for yourself what comes up on page one, because you will see a number of different clues um, that will show you whether or not it's something that's worth going for. So if you are using a paid tool, don't just see, oh, it says it's keyword difficulty three out of 100. This is easy. I'm going to easily rank for this. I'll just do this. Go and have a look for yourself. Um, if you see that there are a ton of high profile sites um, or you know competitor sites that you know are way more established than you and they're all ranking on the first page it's going to be a bit trickier mm -hmm. but if you see that there are lots of forums it's people's po people posting on forums like Quora and um, if it's Pinterest boards um, other social media links that's Pinterest boards is a very common one um, for keywords that are, are good to go for if it shows, if it's got um, people's blogs that they wrote 10 years ago and they've not updated it since, you know, age is a really uh, important one to look out for um, because Google likes to see things that are, that are recent, you know, recently or regularly updated to make sure that it's good, it's good content. Um, if it's, you're finding, for example, domains um, are ranking on page one that are free domains, like it's a Wix site, you know, dot Wix site or WordPress or whatever, and they've not even paid for their own domain. Um, that tells you that it's a side hobby and that's that's not a, a, a site that has a lot of authority and yet still they're getting to page one. So that's a good keyword to go for. Um, so try to look really closely at what is the competition and you can do that at just scanning. Um, that, that page one without even having to necessarily spend a lot of time going through and reading tons of blogs. Um, you might want to do that at a later stage, but in this initial research stage, I think that would be enough to start to get an idea of which keywords you might want to go for first. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. you got to look for the clues that Google is giving yeah. you, right? Because Google is presenting what it deems as the best results. And so you got to look at the format as well. Again, thinking about search intent, what the user's looking for. Yeah. If they're asking a question about how to use those makeup brushes, they're probably not looking to buy them straight away. They want to know first how they can use them. They may already have bought them. And so there's a likelihood that the content on page one for that search term is going to be article uh, blog kind of related and mm -hmm. so you know it's really it is important when you're doing your research do look at the results there because if it is a bunch of product pages um, then it's unlikely that a blog post for instance is going to rank whereas if it's all blog pages it's unlikely that a product page maybe is going to rank so look for the clues that google is giving you yeah but, um, but like Claire says, you know, paid tools, uh, you know, is quite similar to when you're selling on Amazon and, you know, anybody that's listening would know that I, I'm a big fan of using tools like Helium 10, et cetera, to speed up your workflow because time is money and time is irreplaceable money you can always earn more of. And so it's similar with tools with SEO. The good thing is, you, like Claire says, you can use a bunch of different ones. There's um, SEM Rush or is it SEMrush? I don't know what the pros call yeah, it. Yeah, I wondered the same. I've said both. <laughs> there's, uh, there's Moz 
Hills and there's Hrefs, which is, you know, again, how do you even say that? Why do I have to make it so hard? <laughs> good, old, good old Moz, keeping it easy for us. But um, there's also uh, Uber Suggest by Neil Patel. There's loads of these yeah. tools that do a very similar thing. Uh, yeah. We use Hrefs and they have a like a seven day trial, I think for a dollar or seven dollars super cheap and actually I, I would recommend i don't know what you feel claire but i would recommend um you know doing your keyword research in bulk and then forgetting about doing more keyword research it's very easy i've found it's like a little hobby now to try and find these keyword opportunities yeah. and uh, you can spend all your time doing that and not creating content the key to getting some quick momentum guys is creating content mm-hmm. so i would uh, recommend getting one of these tools just for a seven day trial 28 day trial whatever and yep. do a bulk amount of research start putting these search terms in a spreadsheet put some other info in there in terms of like the estimated volume and the keyword difficulty find as many super low competition keywords as you can uh, that you can target and just start writing content about this stuff because the, it's low competition for a reason you should be able to rank for it quite quickly and like any Anything in this business, then you know, taking steps forward um, mm-hmm. is way better than trying to make it perfect. You know, progress over perfection. Um, and so, I would definitely recommend doing that, getting going, and then writing some content, which is the next stage of the process, right? We've talked yeah. about topical research, keyword research, how important that is. You know, not just writing about things that you are thinking about one Sunday afternoon, but actually, keyword research is the foundation. But then you got to write content around that keyword. So let's talk, Claire, about what makes a good piece of content. The content yeah. that we're seeing rank on Google, the articles we're seeing rank, um, what makes it good? Give us some some stuff here. Like, uh, Let's start with length of the article. What should people be writing? Yeah, well, I mean, people will have um, specific figures that they like to go for. Mm. I would say it should, in general, it should easily be over 1,000. Um, mm. Go for length, uh, if in doubt, because um, that's going to show not only is, is that going to get people to spend longer on your site, as long as obviously it's high quality content, because there's more for them to, to um, explore, but it's going to show Google that you are an authority. It's going to give you more chance to include different keywords um, and to hit a, a number of different keywords. So, so I think one thing that we maybe um, could have mentioned earlier is that once you've decided on that main keyword that you want to hit, you want to then go back and do some more research to find out what are related, highly related, yeah. highly relevant keywords that I can also put in here. So, if we go back to the makeup brush thing, let's say it's you want to hit this keyword. Um, can I use dish soap to clean my makeup brushes? That's going to be um, probably a low keyword difficulty um, keyword that you could easily hit. And you want to call that your, your piece of content is going to be called that. That's going to be your focus in the URL um, in the in the back end SEO stuff, in the meta description, all that kind of stuff. But there will be other related keywords that may be um, specific, maybe the same thing, but rephrased. So. Um, is it okay to use or does this work, which is going to be answering the same question. You can also be putting those keywords in there. Um, but there'll be other things that are related as well that you definitely want to get in that in that same um, piece of content because you know that people who are interested in whether or not they can use dish soap are probably also interested in whether or not they can use shampoo. So let's say you then find keywords that say, can I use shampoo? Can I use this? Can I use which other household ingredients can I use or, you know, um, household cleaning products can I use at home to clean my makeup brushes? What is the best way to clean my makeup brush? Um, and then you may even want to go expand it along um, and have it linked to other pieces of content that are 
that are, you know, how long do I leave it to dry for? What's the best way to dry your makeup brushes after you've washed them and so on. So um, make sure you do that research as well to really maximize the opportunity. You have your, your main keyword that you found, which is a great uh, opportunity that you really want to hit, but there will be a bunch of other relevant keywords that are likely to also be low keyword difficulty because of the nature of the topic, and um, especially with it being so usually so niche um, that you want to try and include as well. And so that, um, so when you will be talking about it being several thousand words long, you might think, how can I possibly waffle for that long? You, you could, but it, don't, don't waffle for that long. Um, give them some, some clear, quick wins. Tell them the answers. Um, don't hide the answers at the end of a blog post after they've had to read for thousands of words because people are going to just get annoyed. They'll, they'll click out your site and it'll show Google that people don't like what you have you put out there um but make sure that you give them those quick wins of here's the answer and here's a ton of other stuff that you also really want to know or here's part of the answer and now read on to find out more really useful information that you don't want to miss out on um and that's really how you can create a blog post quite easily um you know, plan out what you're going to include, write it quite quickly uh, with just a little bit of research. You don't have to be a massive expert on the topic because there's all this wealth of information that's already out there for you. You're just repackaging it in a better way than his, it has previously been presented. And that's yeah. what's going to help you to rank. Absolutely. And I think you come uh, to a key point there where you're talking about the, the kind of experience that the user has. We so often mm. try and think of how can I, especially in the Amazon space, how can I hack this system? How can I yeah. game the algorithm? And Google can still be game, as we talked about with that keyword that was hidden on the page before. But it, on the most part, you know, the Google's algorithms are advancing, getting better all the time. Mm-hmm. And their chief aim is, is user experience. And one of the key metrics that will harm you is if someone goes onto your page, there is a term for it, boomerang, banana. That's right. Yeah, but like the, when they go back and forth, pogoing, that's right. Pogoing, oh, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. They go to one page and then come back to Google, go to the next page. Okay, that's yeah. a really bad signal for Google because it shows them that they you haven't satisfied the search intent of the user. And mm-hmm. so if you try and be spammy and try and save the secret answer till right down the bottom, just so they read to the bottom, you know, that, that's not going to work. Like give them the answer they're looking for, but hook them in with other stuff. You know, have a good, uh, a big part of it is having a good intro. Yeah, that talks, you know, addresses the pain points of the reader and tells them, hey, we're going to answer this for you. But we're also going to share some great information about this, this and this. And it gives them a reason to, uh, you know, to keep reading on. So, um, yeah, absolutely. User intent is the key. And as you say, Claire, loads of related keywords to that keyword, but we still do want to target just one specific keyword on the whole. Right. We want to make sure that there's a main keyword we're trying to, to rank for uh, and the rest are kind of as a bonus. Uh, and yeah. then also when it comes to just the singular keyword is make sure that you don't do multiple posts about the same keyword. We want to make mm-hmm. sure that there's one uh, focused page per keyword to uh, so to show Google, this is the one we want to rank for, for this topic. So That's um, right, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's the thing. When I'm talking about including different keywords, um, it's really reflecting the fact that the whole way that Google's algorithm is designed is supposed to understand, as you were saying, what people want. Mm. Um, you know, it's it's an incredibly uh, advanced and um, sophisticated technology that yeah. is that is getting better all the time at learning what people are looking for. And so when you're including a number of different keywords that are another ways, other ways of saying the same thing, Although you want your main keyword to be in the title, you need to be one of those key areas um, and the one you really focus on. That's really um, 
just it's just showing Google that it's a natural way for you to talk about that topic. I think yeah. we can over you can hear a lot about, you know, you need to include these kinds of words um, to show Google that you you're all legit. Maybe we overthink some of these things mm. um, yeah. because really just write good quality content. And if you speak in a if you write in a natural way that is give it that is informative, you will be writing like a normal, you know, like a, a person of authority. You will be using the right kinds of words. Um, but it, it just doesn't hurt to be intentional with, okay, there's a couple of other exact keywords that I can use word for word that I can make sure I just get in some subheadings, make sure I just put them in somewhere else a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, that's going to be an extra thing. So, so we had um, one of our top ranking pages um, is a, a piece of content, like I shared at the beginning that we, we created a couple of months ago. Um, and we had that just that one keyword, but there are a load of other keywords that we're ranking for now that are, we're position one, two, three, four, five tons in the, in, on page one. Um, yeah. And that is because. Think, sorry. I thought you'd stop. Sorry. But I think how many we've done, um, I don't know how many, 20, 30 articles, maybe. Yeah, like yeah, about thirty-five, I think. Yeah, but ranking for around like six hundred different keywords, so it just yeah. goes to prove your point. Yeah, 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 and and some of those we're ranking for, you know, I don't know, twenty keywords for, from just that. Um, whereas our initial intention was just that one, um, yeah. and some of those keywords will be ones that we didn't even intend, we didn't even know existed. Yeah. Um, but because we've created a piece of content that's including the right kinds of things, it's it's sending the right information to Google. We're, we're managing to rank for that. So um, I think it's just it's just bearing that in mind. But you're right. You don't want to be trying to be spammy with every single keyword under the sun. And, yeah. and you don't want to be too diverse. You need to pick that main keyword that is your your absolute focus. Yeah, definitely. So where possible, get the keyword uh, as the URL, the slug, as it's called. So after yep. the dot com slash blog slash whatever is um, how to clean makeup brushes or whatever your example was, uh, and then have that in the title as well. Again, where yeah. possible in exact form. If it doesn't make grammatical sense, don't you know? Don't write something that doesn't make grammatical sense just to satisfy the the, uh, yeah. the keyword. Remember, it's about um, you know user intent as well. And so, but where you can do that, uh, and then include it in the first paragraph, ideally, and also. At at least one header in the article mm-hmm. so uh, headers again something we don't have time to go into this but like i said we are working on doing like a full step-by-step process of how we're doing this inside bbu and we will have a checklist for you which will have some more pointers on it as well um, but then the final thing to make sure you include in your content if you are doing informational content is to not completely avoid the fact that you're selling products right you know you yeah, don't want to yeah. just have this content that's completely unrelated is actually find ways to weave your content in to you know if you are selling um you know makeup brushes and you're talking about how to clean them you could say our makeup brushes have a very cleaning friendly uh, head whatever i don't know the example is but yeah you get my point is like try and weave that in there even if it's a, an article that isn't necessarily a buying intent keyword is uh you know at the end of the day you are a business you do have products for sale and it isn't uh, there's nothing wrong with weaving that into yeah. your article yeah, and, and making sure that people always know what to do next. Mm. Um, so so this um, piece of content that I've talked about a couple of times that, that we're getting a lot of traffic from, um, what I realized after a couple of months was that, um, wow, this is amazing. We're getting all of these people, um, you know, organically discovering our site. Um, but the bounce rate was, was pretty high. Um, and it was because when I created it, I didn't put enough thought into um, what will people do once they have uh, consumed this information. So mm-hmm. they were spending time on that 
that page, people were enjoying that page, finding that page, but not then moving on to do other things in our site and, and we're kind of losing them. Um, so, so I would just say as well, once you've created content, make sure that you're keeping an eye on what's happening. Look at, look at the, um, you know, what the figures are telling you um, and see how long are people spending reading it? What are they doing next? Are they going anywhere else in the site or are they just going straight back out to Google because they've got everything that they wanted? Um, People don't just go straight back to Google because they hate what you've you've put out. They might love it, but if you don't give them somewhere to go next, um, why would they stay? So, um, so then, so what I've had to go back in and do is make sure I've added in some more internal links that I've got to sign up for our email list and, and um, you know, the lead magnet that we have um, on offer and you know all these different things. So, so what I would hope and expect now is that that will start to improve. That um, people will be coming. And spending more time and moving on to other sites, parts of the site as well, just so um, because I've given them that opportunity and that invitation to do that. Um, so that's just something I would say. You, it's something to keep monitoring and keep an eye on and and, um, and make sure that you're capturing people as well, that you're giving them some way to respond that isn't just, oh, well, that was helpful and now I'm going again. Good, good. Okay. So the quote unquote perfect blog post uh, is a good length. It doesn't have to be like the longest ever, but it answers, satisfies the search intent and gives a good amount of information for the user. The longer the time they spend on the page, the better. It's good signals for Google. Yeah. So, you know, good length, targeting one keyword, a good intro that hooks the reader, uh, a number of different headings that then answer and address different topics that are related to that. Uh, answer the question quickly in the article so that you're not just keeping people off hanging on for no reason deliver extra value in the article uh, introduce your products and services and then always 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 have a call to action um, yeah. that would be a brief summary there's so much in there that we don't necessarily have time to go into on a podcast but just if people want something actionable just to start with and remember guys it's better to implement and then improve later than just try and wait till you've got the perfect article yeah um, definitely you know, we we look back at our first stuff now and we think man you know that's crazy how much things have improved since mm -hmm. then but we never yeah. would have got to where we are today and really powering on with this if we hadn't taken steps forward. Yeah. Um, then when it comes to writing, Claire, like what if people say, I don't have the time, like a first question is how long is it generally taking you to write this, uh, this content? And then B, um, just give us some creative ideas. Some of the things you've been doing to also create content that's cut down the amount of time mm -hmm. needed to do it. Yeah. So, so this kind of the evolution of um, our content for, our, our, our shared brand over the last couple of years started off just doing everything myself and we we um it's very visual it will obviously depend on what you are offering um mm -hmm. but the nature of what of what we um offer it is that it, they really the content has to be very visual um mm -hmm. and a lot of it's instructional and you kind of need to show people how things look and um and engage in that way especially with it being focused around families and children. So initially I was, I was having to create all this content and I was creating it from scratch and I was even doing videos and, and photos. And, you know, I am the least qualified person to do photography and, and videography. I have no clue. You know, I was using like terrible technology and, um, and thankfully by some miracle, you know, well, it's not miracle, it's SEO. We, we managed to hit some keywords and actually some of, some of our, you know, videos on YouTube, on our YouTube channel, have managed to get quite a number of views and, um, and we've seen an impact, you know, on, on our blogs as a result of that. And some of our, our blogs have, have um, started to rank quite well because of that as well. Um, but the quality of it was not great and it was, you know, far and, and, and it was not sustainable um, for me as a business owner. Um, it's not where I needed to be spending my time and I realized that quite quickly. 
especially once we actually started to sell products um, and launch new products. Um, so, so we kind of moved on from that stage where I started to crowdsource a lot. So I was looking at social media and trying to engage with Instagram accounts who would want to collaborate with us. Um, you know, if you are someone who doesn't have a lot of time and you feel like I'm, I have this startup, no, I've got no Instagram, I've got no social media following, nobody visits my site, I've got nothing to offer, I haven't got any budget to spend. Don't go after, don't start messaging people who've got, you know, tens of thousands of followers on Instagram and see and say, can I, um, do you want to collaborate with me for, for basically now for backlinks that aren't worth anything? Um, just go after people, you know, you can find some great content now. People can take such good um, videos and phones on their, um, sorry, videos and, and pictures on their phones. Um, go on social media and find some accounts that you think would want to collaborate with you that may even, even just be a couple of hundred. Um, but they're, they're people who will be willing for the exposure that you give them um, to collaborate with you and say, look, I just want to, I love what you're doing. This is who I am. And I want to share what you've got and do some roundup posts. Um, and use other people's content in a legitimate way where you give them yep. credit. Um, you know, a roundup post, if you hate writing, um, you don't want to spend hours and hours. Roundup posts are so easy and quick to do. You just need to do a little bit of research. Um, if it's somebody's personal social media account, um, especially if it involves children or something like that, then I would definitely ask their permission. But either way, we always give credit um, where, where, we, where we do that. Uh, we don't usually reach out to every single website that we reference. Um, you know, that's, that's kind of going to be a big time-consuming thing. And I, I, the way I see it is if you... Um, have a blog that is out there on the internet and you, you, you clearly want everybody to see it, um, then you're going to be happy with it anyway. Um, but you know we, we credit people and that's how I, I we kind of moved on from me not having to create all this stuff myself to being able to crowdsource it um, and start to do something that's a lot more sustainable. And then um, and then we kind of moved on, I think with this keyword strategy just really helped as well because um, I began to see, more specifically what people were looking for rather than feeling in the dark a little bit with some of these keywords yeah. um, and that that the more specific you can be the easier it is to write um, and stuff that, that I think if you are absolutely not sure where to start you can do roundup posts or another great option is to do a really specific answer to a question something yeah. like can I you know, try to find those keywords because mm -hmm. you can Google yourself. Can I? Yes, I can. All oh, right. Okay. Well, I'll just write, you know, a little bit about that and I'll make sure that I add in, like we said, those other pieces of information. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. So, so um, that's kind of the direction that we've gone in is now to start to create some really, um, some, some content that's just really quick wins um, because we're not having to focus on creating lots of um, images and videos ourselves from scratch. We can use other people's um, with their permission and uh, we can do yeah. stuff that I can just use a bunch of stock photos for as well that is answering questions for people. That's good. I think there's so many um, ways that you can speed up the process of writing. Obviously, you could outsource it. There's like iWriter yeah. or Pro Blog Writer and Upwork and yeah. all that kind of stuff that you could outsource it. Um, but if you do want to be creative with it, I mean, I have seen the website actually because we use a service called Haro, H-A-R-O, uh, help a reporter out and um, to to help with getting backlinks because they will help a reporter out is something where you uh, get people that are looking for a story or an angle or some comments on something and you are literally helping a reporter out and you give them your feedback and if they publish what you've given them in the article, they'll put a link on that article yeah. to your website. And uh, I have seen a number of people now build crazy volume using a strategy whereby actually they flipped it on its head <coughs> excuse me now you've got me coughing 
I know. Um, <laughs> they are, they're, they're flipping on their head and they are uh, posting on Haro because it's free. You don't need to pay anything. You just mm-hmm. put on Haro, uh, you know, I'm looking for contributions on XYZ topic. And Claire, I haven't mentioned this to you. We need to do this for, for our brand as well. Is post saying, you know, we're looking for contributors for an article. Yeah. Or please tell us why you uh, think this is the case in this field, your opinions on this matter, whatever the topic may be. Mm-hmm. And you'll get 20, 30, 40, 50 different submissions of people with a couple of sentences, a couple of paragraphs about why they feel it's the case. And all you need to do then is pick the best ones, assemble yeah. them on the headlines, link yeah. back to those people. And then the added bonus is when you publish the article, you tell them, hey, we uh, featured your comments in our article we've linked to you in it and we'd appreciate if you did yeah. link back not everyone will but um that's going to be some potential backlinks for you then as well so uh, you yeah. know I, I think we're going to start to do a bit more of that because it's you know such an easy way to create uh, it won't all be crazy optimized content in the same way maybe we would do a, a full blog article but it's just a way to get some volume content out there so um anyway just a, a bit of a thought for you yeah uh, the audience and for you claire and for me and we need to be doing some of that so um always yeah. learning there's so much to learn in this industry it's crazy yeah I, th- I think just um the important thing is if you're starting out from scratch is, is to not feel overwhelmed there are yeah. there are simple things you can do there are simple ways to create content that you can do um with not very much time uh, with free stock photos with just a little bit of research um and the great thing is is that now you the the style um of of blog writing um, it's very informal, it's very conversational, um, it's very approachable. And so you can you can just kind of imagine that you're talking to, to a friend and, and just write and not worry too much about, you know, you've got you've got free um, spell checkers like Grammarly, which is super useful. You know, there's a lot, there are so many tools you can use now um, that you don't need to feel paralyzed on this or feel that you have to pay somebody else to do it if that's not an option for you. You can create good content in not that much time, um, just with a little bit of help and with some free tools and a bit of practice definitely get started that's the key isn't it improve over time exactly get started um final thing very briefly because obviously time is running on a little bit um but just the final thing obviously you've got your topical research you've got the writing of the article and then when it comes to search engine optimization there are some things you can do to optimize the the seo side of it on page and so let's just briefly talk through a a few bits of that formatting and how we're writing these articles Mm -hmm. again for us has been a gradually um, improving or optimized kind of thing. Uh, yeah. So, you know, when we started, we might write these big old paragraphs of content, but now we're really focused on writing short sentences, you know, two to three sentences in a paragraph at most, because we want to break up yeah. the text really, again, thinking about what's uh, the best for the user, user-friendly experience. Someone comes onto your page and sees a giant wall of text, yeah. you know, most people are going to tune out. And so we need to make it short sentences, short paragraphs, uh, format text with bold italics images as well lots of you know, image rich articles really are going to be you know key hey claire and um text yeah. formatting font size all that kind of stuff uh, that's something that you do as like a, a regular thing now right yeah and, and and just bear in mind that you you can go to google analytics or um you know the back end of shopify or whatever you're using and find out very quickly how people are viewing your site if it's on mobile or Mm. on desktop but the chances are it's going to be on mobile most of the time Um, and increasingly that's the case so um so just bear in mind what's this experience going to be like for somebody who's looking on a small screen 
uh, even though mobiles are often, you know, in general getting bigger um, and those kinds of devices are getting bigger, it's still going to be a smaller screen. It's going to be um, squished down a little bit. And so what might seem to you to be a really ridiculously short paragraph will not look ridiculous when you're reading it on mobile. So I think just yeah. bear those in mind. And the same thing with font sizes um, and the same thing with the number of headings. You might feel like, you know, you have one heading, you have a, an H1 header at the top and then you're going to just do, you know, a couple of H2. I would say you want to really want to have as many um, subheadings as you can to really to break up and to take yeah. people on a journey through that um, that piece of content, especially if it's if it's an especially lengthy one. And I know that um, with very long um, guides which have a huge amount of information in, you want to have a table of contents at the beginning as well, which is something that I think I think you've you've been doing maybe mm-hmm. um, because of the, the nature of the content that, that um, you'd be putting out for BBU is different um, to what we'd be doing um, for our shared brand. But so it's not something that I've done, but I know that that can be another way of basically just doing whatever you can to help guide people through um, the piece of content that you've created. Yeah, um, another thing you can do is bridges where you just have, um, you know, short one sentence or a few words that lead people onto the next section. It can even be something like, um pretty smart right you know something that just Mm -hmm. you think okay does that really need to be on a separate line it's just a visual thing anchor that helps it kind of helps people find where they are on the page and it takes them onto the next bit you can say um oh read on more here you know whatever it is um but but take those opportunities to regularly remember okay I'm I'm taking this person on a journey um here's what we're going to do next and now check this out and make sure you don't miss this um, whatever you can do to help people um, engage with it, to not lose their place, to find it very readable um, and to feel like they're in a conversation as well, I think is important because yeah. um, people are more and more getting used to that informal, very conversational tone mm-hmm. um, of voice. And so they're looking for that and that's what's going to make them feel at ease rather mm-hmm. than, you know, super long words and something that's really quite difficult to, to get into. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, an absolutely essential point you mentioned about mobile, uh, you know, think through the mobile experience. Sometimes, you know, I I was writing stuff thinking, oh, it's only four or five lines for the paragraph. It's not a crazy long paragraph. But then you look that on mobile and it's like Mm -hmm. two whole scrolls of a mobile screen. So, um, you know, really on a desktop, often a lot of the stuff I'm doing is like single line, double line at absolute most. Because then when you translate that onto mobile, it still takes up a good chunk of the screen. So, um, you know, the more time you can get people to spend on your web pages the better signals it's going to send to google because it's showing google your content is good and that's we've come full circle right all the yeah, way back around exactly showing people that's the, the the foundations of it is just good content and um the the final other couple of things that you should be doing and make sure you are aware of is internal linking is making yeah. sure that you're linking between posts again that's another signal to google that these topics are related that you are you know a growing topical authority on the matter and so make sure you are linking to relevant posts from within your articles and also we make it a habit to do you know two or three external links out to authoritative websites again showing google that you don't think that you have all the answers but you are you know pointing to authorities in your niche to show that you are citing credible sources it helps the trust yeah. factor with your website which is a big thing um, to to really build up over time so those are some final little things you can do with on-page optimization there's probably a hundred things we haven't covered uh, in this um you know interview so far but it is nearly an hour already so yeah um, we will we will 
we'll leave it for there. But like I said, we are going to have a complete checklist. This is going to be a Google sheet where you can go through and you can check off, you know, setting up your website to be SEO friendly, um, you know, creating each of the posts to be SEO friendly from your title to your meta description to your, you know, H1, H2, H3s. And if you don't know what any of those are, that's why you need to get this checklist because it'll explain it for you. And we are also working on a complete step-by-step course inside of BBU. So keep an eye out for that. Um, Claire, thanks so much for coming on and helping yeah, it's me. Been fun. Uh, Thank you. Making sure this wasn't a complete monologue and, uh, <laughs> and kind of sharing your insight. It's been fun, this journey. And uh, I don't know about you, but I'm just, yeah, I'm uh, super excited to see where this compounding effect of SEO takes us over the next few years. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Awesome. Well, guys, thanks for joining us on this episode today. Grab all of the stuff I talked about in the description below and, uh, and we'll see you in the next episode real soon.